Welcome everyone to a Mexican and a redneck father of the world. We're your hosts and surrogate fathers, Juan and Ben. Today, we will continue our interview with Will. This will be the fourth installment. The first one was getting to know Will, his history, his upbringing, and uh, kind of his approach to having a special needs child. The uh, next two, we spent a lot getting to know about uh, you and your marriage and how you viewed having a special needs child and kind of what you've walked through, the struggles, the issues. And so for this fourth installment, you have two other children. You have three children collectively. And since we've already discussed marriage and you, we, we kind of want to know, you know, I have three children myself and it's hard getting them to play well together sometimes. It's hard getting them to understand that mommy and daddy might need an alone moment and a break. You know, y'all need to go to bed. It, it's hard getting them to, to feel loved, to make sure they're getting acknowledged at times, just because you only got so much time in the day. You still got to work. You're still working. You know, you, you've, you've still got to be with your wife. You've still got like regular chores and things to do. And so, you know, what is the struggles or issues or how have you managed, you know, with a special needs child and then two children who don't have special needs? How do you, how do you get that? How do you get things to jive and work together? So I, I was thinking about that as you're, as you're doing an intro. Thank you, Ben. Um, you know, I think one of the things that we struggled to that we lost in our, our our culture today is the the idea of a family family unit, you know, and um, one of the huge blessings of having a special needs child is that it it has again I mentioned how it's helped helped me and my wife in our marriage to be just to to really have to press into being unified in a purpose. And then that, and that's also part of our family story. We're talking about the, our story, you know, as, as we, as these kids come along, you know, we, we share our story with them and, and vice versa. And so, um, one of the cool things, cause again, I'm grateful to God for our situation. I, we know special needs families where their kids that, that have severe, much worse special needs where they need heavy, heavy care, you know, just very involved. And it's very, I would be discouraged, you know, but I believe that the, the grace is available for all those different situations. But in our situation, I feel like we're very blessed that, you know, we've, we, we treated Amelia just like a normal kid. We just played with her. We just, we just, we just, I don't think we knew any better. <laughs> and so when our other kids came along, it wasn't like here, this is our special needs. This is your special needs sibling that needs all this, you know, attention. It was like, she's just a, a, a kid like you. We love her. We love you. God has a plan for her. God has a plan for you. God's given her talents and uh, interests, you know, and, and same thing. So we were very lucky that, you know, uh, we, we were able to see our, our kids saw our family as a, as a team. You know, this is team uh, that is that we're going to be taking care of Amelia. Yes, but also is that we're going to be pouring into them as well and and helping them find who God wants them to be too. Their identity is not all wrapped up in our family taking care of Amelia. And that's that's interesting. Like the the way you said it, you 
you and your wife had a unified goal. You think of how many marriages that just don't have a unified goal. I know my wife and I, we have unified goals. You know, we, we want to raise our children. We, we have investments we want to make financially. We know where we, how we want things to go in our lives and we're unified in that, but that to have the whole family unified in that it's interesting because like I said, we have that for mine and her marriage and our children, we bring them in on that. So we make investments like flipping houses. That's one thing we have enjoyed doing. And we include our children in that they're swinging the hammers, they're raking the yards or whatever. They're a part of it too. And, and it's, I love that, that that's how you put it. Cause it resonates so well with me that, that unified, we, you know, this is, this is our, what we do and this is what we're standing for. And, and, and that's just great. I'm just, <laughs> I'm loving that so much. Did you ever have to deal with like any kind of jealousy issues with the other kids, especially them growing up? And if you did, how did you deal with that? So I don't know. I'm sure there, it may have been, you know, it could be called jealousy, I guess. Um, I guess one of the grace graces that God gave us me and Brandy with this situation, you know, is, is we're, we're just happy that Amelia is here. You know, we were told that she wasn't going to make it. And then after she was born, her, her liver wasn't working. And so they, you know, they were like, you, we she's going to need a liver transplant before she's two. Um, anyway, all these things, but so to got to get to the point where we are, it's we're just we're just grateful, and I think that that you know that 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 joy is it it allowed us to share the joy with our other kids more than the burden. Mm. You know, this is our burden right now, kids. But down the road, this is going to be your burden. No, it's we're hoping that you know we God gave us a tangible example of how to to love somebody you know that that's that's in need really i mean Amelia has needs you know and so it is it has really formed my kids um and and really marked them you know my my kids they they see things i think deeper and wider and broader than other kids their age see and so we're constantly having to encourage them to be patient with, well, yeah, with Amelia, but also to be patient with their friends at school and mm-hmm. stuff like that who who are, are very, you know, very shallow in, in what they care about and, and all the young people, I'm a youth pastor also. So, you know, all the youth, all the youth out there are, are dealing with this, this problem of everybody feels like they don't have a friend. There's like... They're, everybody's having a hard time finding real friendships. Well, it's because everybody is so shallow. Yeah. Our relationships are so shallow. And so, um, so for, for us, um, that's been a blessing that they've been able to um, get a depth of life experience that some other, the other people don't have. And I think it's going to help them. So what do you say, like, as far as growing up in the situation or experience of the situation, did this help your children become closer more uh, or, or, or how's that relationship? I think so. Yeah. Them? Yeah. I think so. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're all differently wired, different personalities. Um, it's hilarious and frustrating, 
but uh, um, but there is there is an understanding, I think, like deeper love that is that is that is that is deeper than just like petty day to day frustrations that we have is like I think that that they know that they they love Amelia and they love each other and um and this they're part of our family like I want I, I want them to have an identity that is a Christian identity that we were we're a family that wants to honor God you know and and how we care for Amelia she's she's part of that did you have any as far as like growing up were there any um uncomfortable situations or hard you know like explaining the, the I mean because I'm sure your other children had questions like why why did this happen to her um how did you do did you come across that or how, how do you deal with that yeah and I think that speaks to that that joy that we have with having Amelia is um we 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 did not stay in a place of grief mm-hmm. we did not stay in a place of bitterness um our you know you're talking about parents being the soil oh my goodness yes i mean our kids are going to pick up the nutrients <laughs> or the lack thereof in in our own hearts and lives you know so again we're just grateful that amelia is here and with us and the joy that she brings and um and so i i i think I'm, I'm praise the lord that they've that they think that they've learned that you know even when things go horribly wrong god is bigger than that we can you know you he's we can trust him you know it would be easy to say again that this is a bigger issue with having a special needs child i can't i can't deal with life um, but by God's grace, he allowed us to, to trust him in, in, in his, his sufficiency. One other question I have before you ask, this is my last question, Ben, I promise. <laughs> what lessons did your children teach you through this experience? Um, my kids teach me that, I, <laughs> uh, I, I think what he teaches most parents is, is how to say sorry, how to apologize, how to be honest when, cause we don't get it right all the time. Um, when we sin against them to ask them for forgiveness. Um, and, and I think that, uh, just the way that our kids, uh, present us with a heart that, um, needs love and guidance and, and shepherding. There's uh, I might plug a book. I think it's called shepherding your, your child's heart. You know, the, the idea of, um, like what you said before, Juan, that God has given us this precious life to, to care for and help them grow up so that they can go out in the world and make a difference. So that's, so they, so they just teach me that how, how, how beautiful innocence is and how you know how precious it is how precious life is i'm really glad you asked your question first because it it totally set up my question for an awesome jump shot 
Nice. <laughs> it's all coming together. Well, you know, you, you touched on um, earlier, you talked about this joy perspective versus a grief perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's, that is kind of the big takeaway I hope we could have from all of these episodes was ultimately what is Will, the leader of his family, his perspective because i've i know your family i've we've we've gone to church now for almost a year we've had dinners together we've hung out and you you know you're all so full of joy you all have so much peace your kids are some of the nicest kindest most grounded children i have met and and that's really hard to achieve Especially, I think now in the world, when when you can just as easily throw technology at them, ignore them, and go make some more money. I mean, the the opportunities to destroy your children now are endless. And it, it, one one thing I see in your family is this perspective where, at some point, you and your wife made a choice, and you said our perspective is joy. I'm kind of hearing it sounds like it was um, when when she was born and lived. And that was, uh, it went from, a, we're going to have this immediate hardship to, oh my goodness, we get this child. This is incredible. But having that perspective of joy and making the choice to have it, because you could just as easily be sitting here crying and talking about how hard it is and how no one loves you and how you don't have time for yourself or whatever things but you said no we chose joy we chose grace we chose hope we recognize that this is a part of a greater plan this is the plan that our lives had to have happen to be the type of people that actually move the world forward and help other people around us like the the fruits of your life and your family's life don't go unnoticed at least not to me and my family i know my my oldest daughter adores your daughter, your, your youngest daughter. Um, and, and we, I guess in our society, especially as fathers, you know, you have to choose what your perspective is going to be. And then you got to figure out how to get there. And that's, that's a big thing I'm seeing in all this is if I want my family to be full of joy, I have to choose to be full of joy. If I want my family to be optimistic, to to carry on in life with a purpose, I have to make that choice first as a father. I have to unify with my wife on that choice as a husband. And and then we have to lead our children together. And and I was thinking today about how to be a good person, you and I I'm you know what I mean by a good person. You you're helping those around you, you're useful, people enjoy being around you, you have to constantly work at it. It is constant series of choices every single day. I used to make a joke when I was a truck mechanic that the average truck mechanic, like 18-wheeler mechanics, were about five bad decisions away from being in trouble with the cops. (laughs) And, And if you meet some, you're like... Oh, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> like there's there's this line where it's it's like you're already in a mindset 
in just a few bad decisions, you can be in a really bad place. And, and, and that's what I'm seeing is you got to put yourself in a mindset, you know, and, and your situation is unique and special to you in your life. But so is my situation. So is Juan's situation. So is anyone listening to this. And, and, and that's, that's kind of what I'm seeing is you have to choose your perspective. And, and you get that. You get that luxury in life. You get to choose how you view life and how you approach life and execute that perspective. I mean, is that, is that accurate with what, what you've been trying to say? Because that's what I'm, I'm hearing. Yeah, I really think that everybody, um, every single human being on this earth lives by faith. Mm-hmm. A kind of faith mm-hmm. of one type or another. Yes, agreed. Faith that they're accountable to God. Faith that they're not accountable to any God. Faith, it takes faith to believe those kind of things. Um, and, but I think that, you know, that God did design us to to bear fruit, to bear his image, to bear fruit. And if we're not bearing fruit, we're miserable because we're not doing what we are designed to do. And so that's where that joy comes from, is that even in bad situations, even in tragedies, even in death, you know, so many people lost family members, you know, during COVID, during the past couple of years, just a lot of, you know, the war, wars that are going on, lots of tragedies. Um, but is God bigger than that, than those things, you know? there's a faith that says that he is bigger than those things. And so that, that that's where that joy and that peace comes from. And, and, and we also can see the bigger picture that, that he's going to get glory for it, that, that whatever's broken in our lives, special needs, child divorce, you know, infidelity. um, We can surrender that at any time to the Lord. That's awesome, man. We we want to thank you for being here. Unless Juan has anything, trying to close it out before we're ready. Oh no, okay. we're not ready. We're not ready. I'm we sorry. We got a little bit more. Ah, I got you, world. <laughs> <laughs> um, you made me lose my thought, so I got to regain it. You made that point as far as um, faith, and I, I just want to kind of give you a little bit more of an opportunity. As far as like, if there's something that you want to say to your kids, your grandkids that hear this story, um, and they're and they haven't gone to a hard to a hard experience, but they're getting they might be getting ready to go to a hard experience. What is something that you would want them to know, or what is what is, is there a message you want to leave behind, knowing what you've gone through, in really focusing to you, you made such a good point as far as talk about, we all live by faith. It's just what kind of faith that we live in. Um, what, what word of encouragement would you leave to the next generation? Because I do believe that the world is getting darker, but at the same time, the light's going to get brighter. Absolutely. You think that a pastor would have a ready answer for that, that, that question. <laughs> Um, all I would say is that, um, I was a kid once looking at the sky, looking at the stars, looking at the sky, looking at the trees, um, 
I just think that the evidence for our loving Father, creators all around us, and and if and if if you're here, if you're if you're breathing in air this 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 minute right now, God loves you. God has a plan for you. You know, you were you were created um, lovingly by your heavenly Father. And that is just the reality that all of us have have to either believe and embrace or or not. Um, but I, w- I, I, I think of an old pastor I had that said, you know what? At the end of my life, it turns out that Christianity is wrong. I don't care <laughs> because I, I can't think of a better way to go through life than with this 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 faith and hope and this love um, that that comes from having a relationship with God and um, I would bet my life on on Jesus every time if you bet your life on Jesus you will he will not let you down because hmm. he's faithful hmm. that's well. it well, that, that was a good way to close it. So with that being said, we want to thank everybody for listening to A Mexican and a Runnick Follow the World. We love you, and we're proud of you. <laughs>